0: Welcome to TLC for the Soul podcast, where soul meets spirit. You have entered into sacred space. I'm your host, Tammy Lynn Chambers, and I'm here to help you shine. Now let's get going on this podcast journey. Hello, friends. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. Happy holiday weekend if you're listening to this when it drops this is um it's a holiday and obviously not everywhere that you're hearing this but in the states it's called memorial day weekend but what it is for us those of you listening is the start of a new adventure i'm so excited to share with you So let's get settled. If you're new to the podcast, welcome to our family, TLC for the Soul. Just sit back and relax and see what you think about our little space here. If you're a returning listener to the podcast, welcome back, family. We are starting on a new adventure for the month of June. I'm excited to share all that's come up in the past hours this morning since I woke up and got all these amazing fun downloads This will also be coming out in this story so let me just take a step back because I think we do have a lot of new listeners um my goodness I looked I'm not a big analytics fan like I think when I was in IT for as long as I was analytics was like the thing that I (laughs) just like the most it just seems so boring but um I do take a look at my analytics periodically and we have a lot of new listeners and they're coming from somewhere else. So I think they may be coming from other um, platforms that I'm not aware of like iHeartRadio, I know we have some, Audible, we have some. I've seen a really big spike in listeners over the past month or so. So I wanna welcome you all here. My name is Tammy Lynn Chambers, I'm TLC for the soul. That's the brand. This is a, I don't even know what we call ourselves. (laughs) I do all sorts of stuff here because um, we're multifaceted. Um, I work with spirit guides and totems and angels and deities and dragons. And I work with the spirit world to guide you on your spiritual journey as I'm being guided on my own. And it all comes out through my creative spiritual gifts and um, this is part of my service work, my giving back to humanity and to the ascension journey for all of us. This podcast is also multifaceted. Um, It exists in many different locations. We're also on YouTube. And I have a lot of extra content over on YouTube because I actually started the YouTube channel first. So there's about 100 light language videos over on the YouTube channel. It's also TLC for the Soul. Those were all pre-podcast videos, timeless um, activations, and um, all of that good stuff. So um, if you're interested in anything like that, you can explore that part. I'm also an author of channeled fiction. All these metaphor stories that we're telling, including the ones that we tell on the podcast every month, are um, channeled via like automatic writing, like a stream of consciousness writing, um, where I go into sacred space and I invite in my guides and I invite in these personas, these spirits these otherworldly beings to come and tell me their story and it always is in relation to um, where I am and where you the listener or potentially the reader um, are on your journey and on your path so we only invite in stories of the highest vibrational love and light And I invite you to join me now around the sacred circle as I wrap us all in love light and light love, inviting in the spirit guides, totems, angels, wisdom keepers, messengers, plant allies, whoever wants to join me, any of my guides that want to step in and join me on this podcast journey for this episode today. You can take your listening experience an octave higher invite in your own spirit guides deities goddesses the norse pantheon has been showing up quite frequently lately so i know i have a giant who has been like following me around and i have to find out who this giant is so uh the norse mythology is starting to come in to the podcast and I want to bring us now into what is starting to be, I hope a really fun month of June. So if you didn't listen to the June forecast and even if you, if you did, even if you didn't, whatever, I'll kind of paraphrase a part of it here for what's happening today. So today we are reading, every Sunday I do record what I just call ASMR storytelling. Um, it is, a, they are metaphor stories, they are channeled stories, just like all my books. Um, all of my books are out there in ebook format. Um, all the, a lot of what we've done here on the podcast with the Bringers of the Light since October of last year has also been uploaded in ebook format. The latest being Tambor and Jameson. All of my books, e are free to read. Um, at major ebook providers so their epub files you can go to my publisher which is smashwords their link is down in my show notes or in the description of the video or you can just if you just honey if you just google my name i'm out there everywhere so google books apple books barnes and noble barnes and noble gets the biggest downloads anywhere where you can download epub files and if you go straight to the publisher and download an epub file you just need an ebook reader like pocketbook or something um app to read the book okay so spirit guides of tesla lock is one of our new series that started up a few months back um, it just started out with bringing in spirit guides so i'm just going to give you some background of where the where this particular um series of story is coming from and then we'll get right into the goods it's all the good stuff so that's the thing though i think is people want to jump ahead And I do this too, but people want to jump ahead to like the story, the cards or whatever. And it's like you don't realize that the intro is part of the process as well. It gets you in the vibe. It brings you into the circle. It helps you um, if there's some spiritual teaching involved that will help you on your journey and path. It's all part of the messages. So the good stuff is like everything, which is a ripple effect out to your your life as well. And we're going to get into that in a second too. Um, but Spirit Guides of Log started out with I have all these spirit guides that I purchased, <laughs> purchased um, energetically bound to me in what was really fun spirit guide auctions many, many years back like 2015, 2016. And a lot of these guides, I wasn't actively like working with them, but they want to work with us. They want to work with me. And so I got the list out because every time I would go to the spirit guide auction, it was like private Facebook group. Every time I would go to the auction and get one, I would like put all their descriptions down. Um, And it's how I met my twin flame is through this and all of my guides. So they just started coming out in a little short stories, short channelings, and this now has evolved into this book. This first in the series, which is what we're going to be reading from today, which is All Paths Lead Home. And we've been following this story, we're now like on chapter six or seven. You may not have heard it all and that's okay. This is still timeless, this this episode still exists as a body of teaching and learning and messages for you whenever you cross its path just like any of the stories, if you scroll back in the podcast, and believe me, I can tell by the analytics that people go way back in the podcast, and still, for whatever reason, the December ASMR storytelling, the um, Argyle Inn, which was then called something else, I don't even remember what it was called, <laughs> that's like the most listened to episode, that and Rose and Sky. Um, which is the third book in the Soulmates series, which is something I really plan on finishing if I put strong boundaries and make myself finish it this month, then we will have the third in the um, Soulmates series, which are all mainly like Twin Flame books. I should call it that instead of Soulmates, but anyway, we'll see. (laughs) So you can read the books for free. We're getting started on this new chapter of um, All Paths Lead Home right now. Spirit guides are coming in to help us. And I want to acknowledge the ripple effects of this work too. So everything I teach about, everything I talk about has a ripple effect, just like it had a ripple effect to me. So some guide or some teacher shared something with me, which brought in a channeled story, brought in the energy forecast, brought in the pick-a-cards, whatever, brought in some sort of connection between you and I, and then you again you kind of like shared the love as a ripple effect of like whatever you learned from me or whatever resonated with you that i might have shared then now you find yourself sharing it with others or you find yourself kind of um, embodying that as part of your journey and part of your path so you may remember like oh i remember she said that when something comes up in your life and because you're entering this I consider to be a sacred container at TLC for the soul, and whenever you listen to a podcast or especially if you're if you're following us because we this podcast is a progression. From when it started, it's a progression of my journey, which means it's a progression of your journey. You've entered into like the wheel of <laughs> the wheel of this of this journey, this thing called this this spiritual path, spirituality, ascension, awakening. So June is a ripple effect of everything we've done since the beginning of the year and beyond. And it just keeps going and progressing. But to condense it down, because it's all like, I see it all as concentric circles. And I can like dial out or I can dial in. And right now i have got to dial into June. Which, thank goodness, I will just say thank goodness. So I was channeling um, this the rest of the... Three chapters that we're going to read here in a minute for All Paths Lead Home. And as I did, I was like, oh, I just feel such levity for June. And uh, I've been hearing that a lot in some of the other June forecasts that I listened to from other way showers. And June for me, which means June for you, because if you're listening here, then part of this is a ripple effect out to you. June is like adventure awaits and fun and relaxation and rest. And um, I will share at the end what we're going to be doing with the Divine Masculine SOS, the Sisters for the Sword, um, and just what I think the rest of June might, well, not the rest of June, but like maybe the next few, two or three weeks of June are going to look like. So here I am dialing into the June energy forecast. If you didn't listen to it, that's fine, but you should go listen to it because it's really fun. But one of the things that really stood out is I did it on Freaky Fridays, which is a video of the podcast. So every Friday we video um, the podcast and I put the video up on YouTube. Um, so we flip the script on the podcast, we do it as a video. We still upload it to the podcast here so you can listen to it, but if you also wanna watch it, then you would go to YouTube. But The thing that stood out in the video as I was doing the walk along the riverbank was all the discarded shoes and socks. You guys remember, I was like, there's just discarded shoes and socks everywhere. And the river, that river itself, is like an adventure little river. Like people tube down it and um, canoe down it or paddle boat or I don't know what the heck those things are called, kayak or whatever. Um, And there's places where you can wipe water raft down it and all that depending on, it's a very long river. And I remember talking about the adventure side of things. And like people just took off their shoes and socks and jumped into the river and swam away and never came back. And I kept getting shown um, everything that happens during your journey can be part of your journey. If you're tuned in, tuned into it, there's messages everywhere. And Spirit kept showing me Brighty Isle. And Brighty Isle is another story series in the podcast where... um, that's for the Bringers of the Light series, which will be coming back because I know there's a lot of Bringers of the Light fans. Um, Bringers of the Light has not gone anywhere. It will be coming back. Um, but Brighty Isle was the place that Abigail and Dakar went to kind of get away from it all, to reconnect with each other, to recharge their energy, to review what was going on in their in their spiritual work, in their um, in their, in their service work because they work for the bringers, of the light, light workers, light bringers, right? Okay, these are all metaphors. And I kept getting shown Bridie Isle, I'm like, oh, another adventure. So this month we get to have, thank goodness, like some downtime from so much deep, deep shadow work coming up. There's some levity coming in, there's some adventure coming in. We're going to be doing like some treasure hunts and, um, scavenger hunt type stuff on the podcast i'm really really excited because i can even just tell as i'm talking about everything that's come before that it's been very tiring and i can tell that the divine masculine really needs some support and some some love this morning this morning so (laughs) some some love and support all the time but um, the Divine Masculine has really been upgrading very very quickly much quicker much more much faster than it has taken the feminine to upgrade so I don't know about you guys and we're always upgrading like it's obviously it's never gonna stop I think I said this in another episode like there's always gonna be a retrograde there's always gonna be a portal there's always gonna be a gateway it's a never it's a never ending process and you know as the universe upgrades so do we but I just wanted to I I just wanted to like acknowledge that those things are happening but kind of like rise rise up above that a little bit and like have a higher intention like I just really want to have a fun summer I just really want to have a fun summer I want to go have fun I want to try to get out and do some stuff um travel was coming up I said when I poured the cinnamon into my Dandy blend the other day on the June forecast, like I was shown my own state, the state of Texas where I live, and it's like, oh, you're gonna have some adventure in your own state, and I'm like, oh my God, hope I get to travel somewhere because I'm really like getting bored. I love where I am, but I like really the I'm like a wanderlust kind of a person, and I really need to like go somewhere different and have some adventures. So this is all coming up in the next three chapters that I'm getting ready to read for you. And I hope you will feel it. So if you're Claire Sentient, I think you're going to feel this lighter vibe coming in. And for me, like whenever I get ready to go on a trip or whenever I get ready to travel, it's a whole different vibe. It's a whole different like feeling in my energy field of traveling. Um, and also, as I went to sit down this morning, I'm going to take a picture of this and put it on my Instagram stories. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, I just kind of, I'm just keeping it kind of light over there. Um, but I do put a lot of fun stuff in my stories. I tend to be in my stories a lot more now than I do in the actual feed. But I found a, as I was picking up trash, doing my service work. So some of you are like, well, what is service work? Service to Gaia. Sometimes the fae have you picking up trash, and so this is my little kind of sacred spot. Every morning I come to pretty much the same, sp- every morning, why do I keep saying every morning? Every Sunday, I come to this same spot to record the podcast, and it's not a very far walk from where I live, you know, a couple hundred feet, a couple or yards or whatever, and they have me pick up trash all along the way, and believe me, sometimes I can fill up bagfuls, which is so sad, But I have to have strong boundaries around the trash too because I can go all up into like the trigger. Plastic and styrofoam are my triggers. But I found part of a styrofoam cup and I was like, oh, you bastard. And I (laughs) picked it up. And there's like a really cool rooster drawing on there. So roosters are also, so the roosters is our spirit guide right now for this episode. And roosters is, you know, what is a rooster like? It brings on the dawn of a new day, with it's crowing or whatever you wanna call it, signaling like the sun is up. And roosters are a really big um, spirit totem for Kauai in Hawaii. Oh my gosh, here I go again. But when I went to Kauai, it was a solo trip. Whenever I go to Hawaii, I'm always on solo, usually solo journey, on some sort of weird spiritual awakening. And when I got to Kauai, I was freaked out by all the roosters. The wild, they're like wild roosters and wild chickens that were everywhere. And when I went to the grocery store, (laughs) because as soon as I got there, I was like, I need food. Because I wanted to eat out, but I didn't want to eat out a whole lot. I wanted to make a lot of my own stuff. And I'm like, I need food. And I went to the grocery store and I was like, first of all, flabbergasted by how much it cost to buy groceries in Hawaii. But there were like roosters (laughs) all over the parking lot. And they were like under my car like you know going around and then even even at the hotel you could hear roosters everywhere like in the mornings and there was like this rooster that would like set itself up outside my hotel room window and it was like making all this noise and i'm like oh my god this place is amazing i can't believe this exists in reality so roosters are a big spirit guide. And if you want to know what the rooster means for you, then you can go, you know, you can Google it or you can just tap into the energy of the you know, rooster. They're super colorful too, some of them, right? I'm going to post some pictures of Kauai in my Instagram stories. That, that trip was so cool. All right, so finally, after... <laughs> you guys gonna laugh at me. After 19 minutes... We're getting into the story, so here it is. If you're new, these are channeled stories. I already mentioned that. Um, They just come in via automatic writing, but they're always pertinent to what's going on right now, what's gonna happen. They're full of metaphors, and I get to like decode all the metaphors and share them with you all. But part of you inviting in your own spirit guides is to um, connect in with the metaphors, like have them help you connect into the metaphors and anything I'm missing, just like as if you were looking at a Oracle card reading. I tell you the podcast here is helping you develop your psychic development around Your other senses, not just your sight, more your intuition, your inner feeling, your inner knowing and your clairaudience because you can't see anything. But like when you see an oracle card, right, you look at it and the reader may say like, oh, this card means this and I see this, this, and this in the image. And um, you're like, oh yeah, but look, I also see that over there that she didn't see. So it's the same thing with these stories. I'm gonna read them. spirit that's here with me is going to have me share the metaphors that I think are pertinent for you, the collective. But part of what you can also do is listen yourself and, and see if you feel or sense or hear anything else that might be standing out for you. Something I may have read that I didn't even touch on that may be like, oh yeah, that could be something that's coming up for me. That's the whole point of what these things are. And plus, if you don't really care about all of that and you're a new listener and you're like, what the heck, I just came because it said ASMR storytelling, then they're also like really good, really fun stories. I have to say so myself. Spirit has delivered some really good, really just fun stories, if nothing else. So sit back and relax. We've got three little chapters here. It's not going to take us very long. I do want to just say what happened in the previous chapters because i think it's been a few episodes we last read from this books uh sorry i was reading wolf quest sorry i'm not sorry sorry not sorry i'm delivering light language stop saying sorry wolf quest 2021 which is a few weeks ago and we had rutger who had been led by the lone wolf which was our spirit guide for wolf west and if you feel like you need to go on your own little spiritual retreat then you should go back and listen to wolf quest which there that's like three or four episodes back and we'll get you all set up but is on his own little spiritual retreat our divine masculine in our story Got led to the river by the lone wolf. Got in a boat that was just waiting there for him. Everything he has, everything he needed on the journey, has been provided to him. And he was kind. He's kind of in a timeout right now. We haven't really heard from him, but we got introduced to the fact that somehow he knew Jenna. Which Jenna came up in the very first chapter, we're on chapter 8, Jenna came up in chapter 1, I don't know, back in March, I think, two or three months ago, when the Mist Vamps first appeared. And took her to the tour, she went up to the Glastonbury tour, she laid down, the Mist Vamp lulled her into some nap, where she ended up going to Avalon and meeting up with Merlin. And Merlin shared some stuff with her about deleting old contracts and deleting old vows. Again, if you've been listening on the podcast, we've had two or three episodes. Um, There's one about data optimization where we talked about deleting contracts, deleting blood packs, deleting friendship vows, deleting cleaning up Cleaning up our act, basically. Cleaning up our energetic act and getting ready to move forward in the new earth now with kind of like a clean slate. Like we need this moving forward. So we did some energetic work. I shared with you how to do that. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, but you know, like I think I might need to clear up my energetic space, um, then go back and check out the data optimization episode. Because I share with you exactly what to do there. Um, but Jenna was told she needed to clear up some vows. She didn't have any idea what Merlin was talking about. Merlin went off on his own little vision quest, which I also talked about in the data optimization episode. You can see how all of this is building on each other. And then Jenna came back home. She woke up from her napping at the tour, realized, like, wow, I felt i have been gone for a while because we've been working with her for months. But remember, our spirit is timeless. And um she went back down to the tour. She's like, I'm to get home. She passed the Drunken Spoon Tavern. And then we finally realized that her and Rutker had, had a relationship together. And she broke up with him. We don't know why. She kind of feels weird about it. She doesn't understand why she feels weird about it. Um, but she had to get home because her cat was waiting for her. And her cat needed to be fed. And this is where we jump in to chapter eight leading all up to this cool adventure that's coming up so now we're into the water's edge jenna turned and made her way back home she had a long weekend to look forward to and even then she didn't know if she could return to the job she had before she went inside the small flat and to Murks, who indeed had been watching his food bowl quite intently He meowed loudly upon her entrance and pawed at her leg with his soft foot. She didn't have the heart to tell him she was out of his favorite food. Rather than disappoint him again, she opened the small apartment-sized refrigerator and pulled out the smoked salmon she had been saving for her own dinner. Her cell rang, and she answered, hoping it would be Rutger. Why, she didn't know. She had clearly broken it off with him. It was her mom, and she sighed softly at the sound of her voice. "'Dear, you sound sad again,' her mother said, "'sighing herself at the thought that her only daughter "'might not be happy with her life. "'I'm fine, Mum," Jenna said, "but, "'but I think I need a vacation.' "'Marjorie Lee knew when she saw her daughter last "'that something was up. "'Look, dear,' Marjorie said softly, "'I was saving this for your birthday, "'but it seems you might need this right now.' "'What is it?' Jenna said, perking up a little. "'Her mother always gave the best gifts.' "'I bought you a ticket on the Tall Winds,' Marjorie said, pretty proud at herself. "'It's an open ticket, so you can use it whenever you want.' "'The Tall Winds!' Jenna's heart leapt. "'The best tall ship on the North Coast. "'It's perfect, Mum. Thank you so much. I, I think I really need this,' she said, "'smiling to herself as she spooned smoked salmon into Merx's bowl. "'For the first time in a long time, she felt excited about something. "'Huh. Same here.' "'I'm going to call them as soon as we finish our chat,' Jenna said, hoping her mother wouldn't be long-winded. "'Well, that's just fine,' Marjorie said, breathing a sigh of relief. "'There's one other thing you should know,' she said with a sly smile. "'I bought another ticket, unless you want to take someone special along.' mom, what do you, what do you mean? Why would you do that? Jenna said, her mind quickly flashing to Rutger. I don't know anyone that I could take along. You should use that ticket for yourself, Jenna said, twirling her strawberry blonde hair in her fingers. I'm sure you'll figure it out, Marjorie said again, feeling pretty good about her decision. She knew more about relationships than she was letting on. And one thing she knew was love. She had, after all, been married to the love of her life for the past 40 years. Promise me you'll consider asking him, Marjorie said, hoping, no, wishing that Jenna would. Marjorie liked. No, she actually felt that Rutger was the son she never had. And she blushed at her matchmaking. I I don't know, Mom, Jenna said, feeling butterflies in her stomach. Should I call him? Chapter Nine: All the Right Things. Jenna ended the call with her mom, mother, mom, mother, mom, and sat down in the soft wingback chair. Sunlight dappled the room, and there was a little wind. I realized (laughs) that—freaking wind—dappled the room, and she realized that she had gone longer than she originally thought. The weird dream she had at the tour had come across her mind again, and she lay her head back on the chair. She drifted into a light nap, and the words of the Merlin again came back to her about fixing old vows. "'What is he talking about?' she wondered behind her closed eyelids. She dreamt, and in the dream she saw herself as a young nun. She had gone to the convent after she had lost the baby. She had vowed then—she had vowed then—that she would never have children again. And once the nunnery had accepted her, she had made the vow to never love a man again. It had all been too painful, and her frail frame and weakened emotional state had brought her to this decision. The dream ended and Jenna woke with a start. She was holding something in her hand. But where had that come from, she wondered, looking down at the black cloth in her hand. She breathed a sad sigh as her mind again went to Rutger, and then the tall winds. She grabbed her cell and dialed the number her mother had given her. Hello, yes, uh, she said, looking at photos of the amazing interior of the tall ship. "I I was wondering if you have any space open for the next cruise, she asked the nice young girl who answered. How many will be traveling? The customer rep asked her, looking forward to the next cruise on the calendar. It would leave port on the eve of the next full moon. I don't know there's a hint there for somebody there's something there for somebody about that it would leave port on the eve of the next full moon which for us if you're listening to this when it drops is the big old solar eclipse um a full moon in Gemini my son um coming up in the next couple of weeks but this is timeless so it could be that something's happening on the eve of whatever next full moon is coming up for you "'So how many will be traveling?' "'Just one,' Jenna said, and then for some strange reason corrected herself. Um, "'Maybe two will be traveling,' she said, feeling weird about saying that. "'What was she thinking? She had been the one to break it off with him. "'What made her think that Rutger would drop everything and forgive her to go on some tall ship cruise?' "'Yes, miss. We have space for two. Leaving next weekend,' the rep said. "'Should I save it for you and your traveling companion?' "'Again, Jenna almost said to forget the two-birth room "'in favor of the more spacious one-person room. "'And again, something tugged at her throat "'and almost moved her mouth itself. "'Yes, please, I'll take the two-person room,' she said, "'swallowing back the fear that rose up in her now. "'Surely, he would not accept her offer. "'That is, if he would even talk to her. "'It's all booked, Miss Lee,' the rep said. "'And the name of your companion, please?' She said, her fingers hovering over the keyboard. Jenna, swallowed hard again. Rutger O'Malley, she said, as a single tear dropped from her eye. Thank you, Miss Lee. We'll see you and Mr. O'Malley next Saturday morning early. Please be here at the dock before 7 a.m. We'll send you all the information to make your journey more eventful. Is there anything else I can do for you? Jenna wiped the tear from her cheek. She didn't know how she was going to make this happen, but she had some weird sense of deja vu, like she had already done it. The Merlin's wicked smile flashed before her eyes. What had happened during that dream up at the tour? No, I'm good, Jenna said as the rep emailed her the travel information and they ended the call. Jenna had her work cut out for her. How was she going to track him down, talk him into forgiving her silliness, and get him to agree to go on a cruise with her in less than a week's time. She didn't know, but she suddenly, but she did suddenly feel like trying. She didn't want to be alone forever again. She had her work cut out for her, she thought, getting a feeling of power in her chest. But first to the business at hand, she needed cat food and a good dinner out. Okay, do you want me to stop? Okay, they want me to keep going, but there's so much in that chapter right there. I think we may even be coming back to that. Um, Maybe in Sisters for the Sword. I think we're going to have to dive into that one deeper. But let's move on to Chapter 10, the Selkie. And so what this is, what's happening here is Chapter 9 is for some of you out there. There are some past life vows and stuff we need to work on, but they want us to work on it during Sisters for the Sword and not now. So for those of you that feel like chapter nine really spoke to me, then the next episode we'll do is Sisters for the Sword. And we're gonna work on clearing some of these weird past life vows because what happened here for Jenna is in a past life, you know, some crap happened. She made some stupid vows that, you know, meant something to her at the time, but now she realizes like, I think these are spilling over into my now life and kind of wrecking things with this guy that I really like. So note to self, we're coming back with that with sisters for the sword um quickly we'll work on that in sisters for the sword because there's some something else that's really fun that's a surprise that I don't want to share with you yet but it has to do with a scavenger hunt so that's what we'll do next is that episode all right but I want to continue this is our last one because our spirit guide for dune two of them is the sea which is coming up on this tall ship's cruise that they're going to go on here in the I don't know what chapter. And Selkies, our Selkie Dartmoor, was also our spirit guide for June. And so chapter 10 is the Selkie. Dartmoor shivered as she lay on the sand. It was the fourth time this season that she had shifted, and she was tired. She lay the old skin behind the same large rock that she usually did. But this time she felt eyes upon her, mortal eyes, She pulled out the backpack that she had so carefully hidden. On the top of the pack there lay a folded paper. She had been found out. In careful scripting, the note read, In more ways than one, I envy you. Want to be like you even. But this is my territory. Watch out. Take heed. And don't allow yourself to be seen. She folded the note. It was her guardian that spoke to her first. Dartmoor, there are those that will never understand, the old walrus said into her mind. Burn the note and banish those fears. You are safe regardless of what they would have you believe, the mentor said to her telepathically. She pulled her wet body up off the sand to dress in the same clothes she always wore. Bell-bottom jeans, a tank top of gold yarn, suede sandals and the gold medallion that was given to her by the pirate jean lafitte she had work to do and some slightly threatening note wasn't going to stop her she needed to attend an event and that was where she had been told that she would meet up with him and when she did there would be hell to pay okay guys this chapter kind of freaked me out a little bit i was like what do you mean there'll be hell to pay what's going to happen but they really had me more they were like no no and like just calm down I always get a little nervous when like dark energy comes into my stories but it always works out in the end um even with the thunder rose collection I'm gonna have to start moving around even with the thunder rose collection I got a little nervous in moxie and roses when we brought through the screech um it was very scary but um everything worked out just fine so, what they had me focus on here, though, in this chapter was Jean Lafitte. So, this is where the adventure part comes in. And this is what's going to start happening for you as well. With these concentric circles that I'm talking about, is you're going to start being led on an adventure. It may not be the same one as me, but I'm going to take you on mine regardless. Um, so, Jean Lafitte, I knew he was a pirate, but I didn't know who he was. And um, I looked him up after I wrote this. They're like, just go look at him. So, somehow his spirit, and he is a lot, was a real person... Um, I went and looked him up, and lo and behold, he um, was a pirate in the 17 late 1700s, right around where I live, um, in the New Orleans area, but specifically spent time on Galveston Island. I'm getting such chills, which is where I grew up as a little girl. Well, I didn't spend, I spent a lot of time all in different places, because my father was in the Coast Guard, and so every couple of years, we would go to a different coastline because coast guard you have to work on the water um but galveston island is where i spent a lot of my childhood i would say maybe like three or four years because i kept i would go back to and my dad lived on the island um for a while when i was a teenager and i would go there a lot i would spend a lot of time there and suddenly out of nowhere a couple months ago galveston island showed up in my instagram feed and i've been told by spirit that i've been holding an atlantean um grid line from the gal oh getting so many chills from the gulf of mexico all the way over to um new mexico and then that line continues on to sedona and out And um, there are, someone then shared with me when I said that, that they built, it's been a long time since I've been to Galveston Island, it's been totally revitalized, which I'm really excited because when my dad lived there, it was really kind of like getting kind of yucky. But um, the boardwalk, the seawall, all these fun places, but they built some pyramids there as part of this um, amusement park kind of thing or whatever. And the pyramids are supposed to be representative of the Atlantean Egyptian Times, Atlante—it uh, Atlantean, con- it's all connecting, you guys. So I'm thinking I'm being led on a little short trip to Galveston Island, which I hope so because I really need to see the ocean, like, really bad. And even though their ocean is not very beautiful, it's actually kind of brown and dirty. Um, I just, for some reason, am being led back to that space. There's a big divine masculine energy calling out to me there, but there's also adventure. Um, because Jean Lafitte was, um, you know, the, what is it, like the stories say, you know, that he's got treasure there. He lived on the island for a while, three or four years as part of his stuff, but he wasn't like, I think we've romanticized some of the pirates. Apparently he wasn't like the romanticized version of a pirate. Um, He was more kind of like, I don't want to describe him because I haven't really tapped into his energy too much, but Um, It sounds like he might be leading us and the Divine Masculine, for some reason, might be leading us on a little adventure um, to the water's edge, which also came up as one of these chapters. So for Divine Masculine SOS, I haven't forgotten about you guys. I have something really cool and fun for you. Um you I kind of they wanted me to keep it a surprise but it has to do with you following a treasure map and I get to deliver that to you guys in divine masculine SOS this is for your own personal journey um it's going to lead you each one of you someplace different depending on where you're at but we get to do oh, here comes this oh gosh this person okay hold on you guys this is a repeating metaphor sometimes when I record the podcast there's this car that kind of, it's the same vehicle. It drives through, it's so odd. It's like a silver truck. It drives through where I'm kind of off in the distance. All it does is it does a circle and then it drives back out. Like, I don't know what you're doing, (laughs) what that was. First of all, strong boundaries, because I'm like, what are you doing? But it's like the same one every time. So strange. I don't know who that is, but it's silver. So, silver has a metaphor and it's a guy driving. And that circle means something. It's like a circle back, circle around. It was funny that it came up just as I was talking about the Divine Masculine SOS. So, silver. I have to tap into the color silver. It means something. But we'll talk about that during Divine Masculine SOS because I think this episode's getting really long. Yeah, we're in 40 minutes. Okay, so I have some really fun stuff for June because I know you guys have been working hard. You deserve a break, and you get some treasure map to follow. I'm really, really excited about that. All right, and if we do end up going to Galveston Island, which, okay, spread. I need to manifest this Galveston Island trip. I don't even know how far it is from where I live now. I think it's probably a couple hours' drive. Um, It's not too bad. Then take a little weekend trip to Galveston Island and do some treasure hunting and scavenger hunting there. And I'll definitely bring you guys with me. All right, you guys, that is all I have for now. Um, I don't know what's happening with Dartmoor, I have to say. I'm like, what? Is she in danger? Oh, my God, what's happening? Um, So something's going on there, and we will talk about all of these things bringing them into the different episodes for the month of June and definitely coming back to the next chapters in this story next Sunday so I want to thank you all so much for joining me for listening for sticking it out for being on your own journey for doing all the work and we deserve this month that's coming up that I think is going to be so much so much more fun so we can get a break just a little bit of a break before we have to start like doing more stuff again (laughs) all right guys thank you so much for listening we will see you all again soon in the next episode. Take care. This episode has been brought to you by Mugwort Mavens. You know who you are. All those not-so-normal people out there who just are a little bit more magical than some of our other worldly folks mugwort mavens is here to support you with whatever your magical needs are be it a sprig of mugwort a mandrake root or a blessed belladonna flower come to mugwort mavens for your magical needs